0: Because somebody who looks like me or somebody who looks like Leandra doesn't feel represented in those spaces. Yeah. And representation matters. Hey friends, I'm Leandra. And I'm Marissa. And this is The View From Her. We are a community of empowered women, empowering women, dismantling systems of oppression through authentic conversation, where justice, community, and spirituality intersect. Welcome to episode two who we are welcome back everybody to the view from her last week if you missed it we talked a lot about who we were who
1: we were who we are who we be about what we be about what we
0: believe you heard about leandra's uh coffee obsession our new bedsheets her new bedsheets And you listen to me talk about her new job, my new job and other things (laughs) that were equally important and great, mostly around dismantling oppression and things like that. But, you know, light topics. Yeah.
1: If you didn't listen, go ahead and take a listen to it. It was great. It was fun.
0: It was good stuff. It was good stuff. And so this week, we are going to delve a little bit more into what exactly we're doing here and why The View From Her came to be what it is, what we're about, and what we're looking forward to in the future. So kind of right off the bat, the history of how this even started, right? Yeah, I think that's super important. Gotta gotta know the past to know where we're going in the future, (laughs) which America could really take some notes about, but unfortunately, she's a little bit of a mess. America's like that girl at the bar that you're like, girl, sis, like, go home. It's like, time to go home. <laughs> like, girl, you gotta... Girl, Shh, Can I call you an Uber? Yeah. Canada, Canada's like, girl, I'm gonna call you an Uber. <laughs> Baby, it's fine. You're cut off. No more rum and coke for you. Okay. So when I was first starting out in ministry as a baby 18 year old, I remember thinking to myself, you know what would be so cool is a different kind of women's ministry. Mm-hmm. One where it's like, we talk about real things. We're like, we're going after hard conversations and nobody else is really talking about. Women specifically who are going through it, but want a safe place to land in an yeah. authentic and true community. And I'm talking everybody. If you identify as a woman, like, you're included. Yeah. People who are transitioning into womanhood, you're included. We're talking about sex. We're talking about leadership. We're talking about, you know, you know nice girls don't get the corner office. Like, all that kind of stuff. You know, that kind of level of women's ministry is what I wanted. When I was in church, <laughs> it was a lot of not bad stuff. It was a lot of fluffy conversations that felt very social clubby and not necessarily true and authentic and meaningful. Uh, It felt a lot of surface level, Jesus loves you, but also please make sure that you're following this 10-step program in order to fully achieve success and to make sure your golden (laughs) ticket to heaven is secured. Um, Teas were lame, those brunch things, still don't understand them. What is the reason for that? Um, And it, it felt like a like, maybe a thing that women did, but wasn't necessarily, like, an actual part of their lives. Like, how were they incorporating this fully, not just attending an event once a month, or, you know, every other Sunday, or whatever it was, or, like, a Christmas special. It, it, it didn't feel like a practical thing that women were actually living out in true community. So I was like, you know what, let's do something, let's tell stories I want to, t-. like, all types of stories from all types of women like how are they getting there how what is their definition of success whether that's in the home whether that's in the workplace and anywhere in between young old in between like what what does that look like yeah and i just never i never saw that so i remember thinking like okay i'm gonna write you know something like i'm gonna start a blog it's gonna be great it's gonna be called the view from her and it's gonna be all of these things encompassed into one and you know when you're 18 19 years old you're trying to figure yourself out a lot of these things just kind of fall to the wayside. So you don't really know like what it is. So this was always like a little baby seedling dream in my heart that I had. And throughout all of my years in ministry, it was still always there. And every woman's ministry that I saw, frankly, just didn't really meet the kind of nitty gritty level of community that I was hoping for. Yeah. Fast forward to this year. And after all of those years of trying to figure out like, hey, like, is this something that's even a reality? Leandra and I <laughs> met up for dinner one night in san clemente um and we were just sitting on the beach and i told her i was like this is like probably the year that i can do something like this like maybe this is the year that we have the capacity like to start something where we actually dismantle these systems of oppression that we've been seeing that we've been looking at and we can actually have a voice at these things and realize That a lot of the people in our lives were having these same hard conversations around purity culture, around sex, around the workplace, around the home. And like, how do we make a one stop kind of a shop for all of these voices to be heard and realize, like, you know, it's like the movie Get Out, you know, when he he, like wakes up and he like realizes people are kind of like, you too? You know what I mean? Like, that kind of level of like, wait, you're also having these conversations? Wait. You also believe that about the church, but you are also dismantling those belief systems yeah. in your own life. And that was happening a lot to Leandra and I. And so when I approached her about this, I was like, is this something that we just go for? That was how we kind of like just ended up in this conversation, where was like, give me the Instagram password. And so we started this Instagram and it came to be as just like this crazy, all of a sudden, you know, we did the wind down Wednesday vidcast where we just had different topics of conversation Um, We talked about systemic racism. We talked about womanism. We talked about female leadership within the church and outside of the church. We talked about um, dating and singleness and all of that complex stuff, shit, (laughs) that it is. And we realized that the responses that we were getting back were, Absolutely incredible. Just had the amount of people that were actually passionate about these conversations as well, that were messaging us like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so glad you guys talked about this. I got a message from somebody who I haven't talked to in years and was like, everything that you're writing about, everything that you and Leandra are saying are things that I have always wondered. Um, And I've always asked and like, as a woman who is still in ministry, this girl was writing to us, she's like, I've never found anybody to actually say these things that I'm thinking. So we kinda looked at each other like, Oh shit. <laughs> like, maybe we've got something way bigger on our hands than we even realized. And the engagement that we've been having with this community is one that I hold so dear and true. And it just affirms that like this dream that God placed in my heart, you know, ten years ago is is still alive and still true. I don't know, like how have you been experiencing this community?
1: Yeah, I think Kind of to go back, like, a little backstory for me, too. is yeah. like, with women's ministry. Um, I mentioned in the last podcast, like, growing up in pretty conservative Southern Baptist Christianity, and so that's where, like, the brunches and the women's teas and the quilt making things were real for me. And then, like, kind of taking that idea into, like, my own Christianity as I went into college, too. Um, but I remember going to this women's conference and thinking, like, first of all, everyone just looked perfect. Like, absolutely model S perfect with their nice round hats and their booties and their, their de-stressed pants and their leather jackets, like just absolutely beautiful. A lot of them actually didn't look like me either. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was like a big thing of like, I feel like we are all proclaiming the name of Jesus, but I can't look to my left or right and see anyone that looks like me. That was the first thing. And then the second thing was the conference was just so fluffy. Like, there was no meat. There was no depth. It was just all surfacey how you were saying. And so it was a lot of, like, girl, you're so, you're all right, but you need to do this and this. And, like, everyone, everyone is here for you. But it was less of, like, no, you're a powerful being. Like, your voice matters. And I remember that Christine Kane got up on stage and she was, like, we're done with these kind of conferences. Like she was the key speaker at this conference and she was like, Why are we crying? Like, why do you need people to affirm in who you are? Like know who you are. You can speak that power and that life and that truth over you and then get in a community where people who know who they are can also speak over you. I want that, like I want that community. And this was post-race too. And so what I knew what it looked like to like have intentional, quote unquote, intentional community. And I was desiring that and wanting that, but I also wanted it to be with women who look like me. And so that was like a big part of when Marissa brought this up to me. I was like, yes, I am so here for this. Because one of our things is diverse women having diverse conversations. I was like, yes, I'm all about this. I'm all about women who look different, who have different backgrounds, who have different stories coming together and talking about social justice, talking about community and talking about faith. Yeah. And so, yeah, we were on the beach in San Clemente.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: We've told this story a couple of times. We were a couple of hard kombuchan. Uh, hard Cambodian.
0: We're from California. So <laughs> let's be clear about that. I think one of the things I, I definitely want to highlight in what you said was conversations as diverse as a woman in them is one of our values, which yeah. we'll get into a little bit later. But it's so true what you were saying about the women's ministry thing in regards to, like, women's ministry conferences and speakers and lineups. Have you seen those things? Because literally they all look the same. Yes. It's the same cookie-cutter white woman who and i mean like good girl good for you like you did it but also the lack of diversity yeah and then that and then in turn the lack of perspective yeah is robbing women of knowing who they are fully yeah because somebody who looks like me or somebody who looks like leandra doesn't feel represented in those spaces yeah and representation matters and so when we decided to do this, that was, like, a big thing for us. Like, diversity is a core foundation of, yeah. like, what we believe and are passionate about. We have, like, a, we call them the home team. And they're, like, three women in our lives that, like, love and support what Leandra and I are doing. You know, they're a few years older than us, but they've, like, walked this life. And they all come from different, you know, cultural backgrounds and, and upbringings and so you know that was very intentional for us because we wanted people who didn't necessarily look like us think like us or grew up like us to speak into what we're doing here and so know that like as a listener like we want you to know that that is like such a key piece in what we're doing here is to make sure that diversity and diverse voices and thoughts and conversations and backgrounds um and perspectives are are definitely at the forefront of of what we're doing
1: Yeah, but you kind of mentioned our uh, missions and values. So I think we can just hop on into that because we want you to know like the purpose of this space and our whole intentions. And so we do have a mission statement, which we're pretty proud of. (laughs) Great. Marissa, do you want to read it?
0: We actually say at the top of every podcast, but it's true. And I'll say it here again. The View From Her is a community for empowered women, empowering women to dismantle systems of oppression through authentic and inclusive conversations centering around community, justice, and spirituality. So what does that even mean? I think like, <laughs> like that's a lot of words, but I think we could just break it, break it down. Empowered woman and empowering woman for me is like my life mantra. Like mm-hmm. if I, if I am not uplifting the women that are around me, that are in my community and spaces and maybe even are not, but I see doing the damn thing encouraging them, loving them, giving them like that space of encouragement and love and care authentically and from a place of wholeness and trueness is so important to me because it's a domino effect. Yeah. Because other women see that and they're like, hell yeah. It's like, I know I mentioned the bar analogy with America, but it's true. Have you ever been drunk in a bar and, and specifically a woman's bathroom? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you and become best friends. Best friends! Instantly. Best friends! And it's like, girl, you're beautiful. No, girl, you're beautiful. And it's like, I want that IRL. Like, I want that and the everyday. Like, that's what I want to, like, see other women doing, like, outside the bathroom and completely sober yeah. <laughs> it's like no nah, dude like you're beautiful like you got it together like you're amazing like keep running after the theme keep chasing those dreams whatever they are and be proud of that own it <laughs> completely own that so the next part is to
1: dismantle systems of oppression and so basically like we are totally for justice like our both of our passions in some way aligned with serving others and uplifting others and even if we need to just stand in front of others to block them from the things that are coming to them. And so that is our goal, that is our heart, that will never ever change within this community. We are going to help bring down systemic racism. We are going to help bring down the mortality of black women in birth. We are going to help bring down kids that are not given a fair chance of education. All of these things we are wanting to bring down and dismantle and we want you guys as a community like it's just not us it's just not marissa and i it's everyone so we're (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna have people that are so well versed in all of those on this podcast to give us practical ways to do that
0: yeah absolutely yeah And then inclusive conversations, centering around community justice and spirituality. I'm gonna focus on inclusive conversations because community justice and spirituality are actually what shapes our values. But inclusive conversations, as we mentioned earlier, diversity. So inclusiveness includes all walks of life, ableism, gender. Uh, identifying, um, you know, belief systems, religious systems—all of those things are considered, you know, diverse. But we want to include all of those types of voices into this space and to give true and authentic platforms for people to speak their truth as they see and move about this world. Yeah. Um, and our big pillars are community justice and spirituality because for Leandra and I, those are the things that we're the most passionate about. Yeah. Like how we come across in this world and how like how we promote women walking into their true selves and women becoming an integrated self we find really does come back to those three things authentic community dismantling systems of oppression through social justice and spirituality you know whether that's christianity whether that's buddhism hinduism other types of faiths and beliefs like All of those types of conversations are welcome into this space through other types of women who are already walking through that journey. Also, we're big proponents of male allyship. And that's another thing that we want to be clear about as well. It's called A View From Her because, well, uh, men run the world in a lot of ways. But uh, (laughs) the unique perspective and what Leandra and I truly believe is, like, God created women to be the other half. It's, it's a 50-50 partnership. It's yeah. equality. It's egalitarianism through and through. And the way that the world has treated women, has given women a lesser than role, a backseat role, is because of a patriarchal structure that has stemmed from the beginning of time. Even, you know, we will go into more detail about this later, but even in the ways of the Bible, right, and like the times that they are written in, that was a very hierarchical patriarchal Structure. It was ran by men. Women were used as property for for marriage. You know, it was not. It was literally a contract. You get this, you get this woman, and you get ten cows in exchange. Like yeah. those were the contracts of back in the day. And so, of course, those things have shifted and and changed over time. But now, as we are walking into this new season of of twenty twenty, and also. Women have a greater and bigger voice than ever before. How yeah. are we stewarding that well? And so that is what we mean by inclusive conversations. So our first one is community. Do you want to talk about community yeah, a bit? Yeah, so
1: in community, we mean like inclusion and diversity, which is basically right. what Marissa just talked about. Um, so it's the people that we are having on this podcast and the people that are going to help lead these conversations and also you guys in our community. And so it's like anyone who identifies as woman mm-hmm. and then... All women of different color, we welcome you. All backgrounds, all socioeconomic backgrounds, everything. This is for every woman that is
0: wanting to be in a
1: diverse community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and our next one is
0: justice. Uh, Yeah, justice. So, one, we are big advocates at heart. We don't make that a secret. But striving, strive to bring marginalized voices to center. We desire to bring awareness to the conversation. So it's easy to look at the news and think, man, the world is literally on fire and I think that in a lot of ways it's a scary freaking time right now like there's a lot of there's shit every single year there are people who are living in lower income housing and and who are quote unquote disabled you know and, and experiencing life from a hardship standpoint and you know as somebody who got to see the world and experience the world and see so much of how other people live it's one thing to look at that and think Oh my gosh, how sad for them. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we used to say back in the day when I was working in ministry was, you know, we don't believe God sends you halfway around the world to come back the same. And I think if I were to change that it would be like I don't believe that God gives us the lenses and perspectives that he does when we do see the world for us to come back the same. Yeah. And so that's where for for us, we we don't we can't see what we see and be like, "Oh, that sucks." Like, how are we actually Striving to learn more because the truth is that Leon and I don't. <laughs> know everything (laughs) which might be a spoiler Spoiler for for some but as we move forward in these conversations which voices are we leaving out because we're not always going to get it right yeah and that's just that's just a fact but we strive to learn and I think that posture of learning that posture of coachability that posture of how are we talking about these issues of justice that are so important to so many people who is not being represented represented I feel like that analogy of a table right that we hear so often like who's at the table how are we making longer tables how are you know how are we bringing tables of inclusiveness together it's like man that is those are great questions and mm-hmm. how like who is welcome to this table who is getting that voice in that platform to, to to do that I think one of the things that we're excited about too is like the people that we're inviting into this space to like sit at this table with us are people who are like me and Leandra they don't have like super hundred thousands of followers yeah. they're not like crazy, crazy influencers, but they've lived this life and they've lived a life of a of being oppressed and have, s- have been on that side and they know what it's like and they want to share their story on this, on this platform. And yeah. so th- by us doing this, by us giving them this platform, um, it really is a power-sharing type of situation that we're really passionate about. And frankly, even maybe the table that we're willing to leave because yeah. that's how, you know, like how... <laughs> True power sharing is to a place where it's also like, hey, we realize and understand that nothing is truly ever our own. And yeah. then if there are people who know things better than we do, they have lived on the other side of oppression, then let's talk about it. So that's that's a, that's justice. And then spirituality. Yeah,
1: so Mercy and I both have background in history and Christianity, um, but with that also comes a lot of trauma and a lot of shame and just not a place to be able to ask questions and to be curious and learn about. And so with spirituality um, here at The View From Her, we want to create a safe space to ask questions where you can heal, grow as we explore our relationship with the divine and whatever that means for you, whether that is God the Father, whether that is Abba, whether that is Buddha, like anything that you see as a higher force, we want, to, yes. <laughs> we want to create a safe space for you just to learn, grow,
0: ask questions, and heal. Yeah, that's great. One of the questions that we also wanted to ask, just like even to each other, as we talk about community, which is so important to us, is what are some things that you value in community? This is a question not just for Leandra and I, but we're gonna do our best to answer right now. But we wanna point it back to the listeners. What is something that you value in community? Because for me, that has always been raw authenticity. For me, this is, this is, this is the point of engagement that I know I'm good with somebody. Have I fought with you? Like, literally, when I think of all my close fr- my relationships and friendships, if we have not gotten into a fight, I don't really consider us friends. <laughs> to, to be honest, because if I haven't disagreed with you, if I haven't thought, like, hey, I think you're wrong in this, and not like a blatant, like, rage fight, but like a, a disagreement where it's like, oh, I see it this way, oh, I didn't say it this way, mm, and then we hash out, like, our differences and come to a solution together, Yeah. to me, that is what comes out of that conversation for me, is always so much richer mm. because I know it's like, hey, we've we've gone we've gone through it a little bit together. We've be, we've been beaten up a little, yeah. you know, in this relationship. But and maybe even that's true for this community where it's like, I actually didn't agree with what Leandra and Marissa said. Yeah,
1: which we totally <laughs> is is very okay with us. <laughs> we're both very human and we're both very opinionated. Yeah, and it's okay to not agree. Like there's multiple times I don't agree with Marissa, and you'll hear that on in these conversations. Uh, yeah
0: like Marissa no you're definitely right.
1: yeah
0: every day not even just here <laughs> what does authentic community look like for yeah, you yeah so
1: things that I value in community I think when I so when I'm first becoming a part of a new community I like to look at who's leading it and like what position they're leading from if they're leading from being on top of the stage and talking to people or talking at people or they leading from let's sit together and I'm going to pour out my whole heart to you. That is what I value in community. And that's really what I appreciate about my, my leaders at my current church that I'm at right now is that they lead from that position of like, I'm not perfect. I don't have it all together. I'm asking questions, but we can grow together. And so if, if I'm joining into a new community or a new group of people, like that's something that I super value is that like, if the people that are starting this and leading this are coming from a place of humility,
0: that is what I value the most. Love that. Humility is such a big deal. It really is. And I think like even when it comes to this to this podcast, yeah, we definitely have hopes and dreams and we wanna talk about like what that looks like for us. I think for me, a marker of good success when it comes to this podcast is when you guys tell us or like one person I'll really all the point <laughs> for me to be like we're doing this for the rest of my life is to be like hey like when you said that that set something in me like to walk into my own truth and my own freedom yeah because the more that we are able to bring women to a place where they're walking into their own freedom and they are becoming a more integrated self and they're being challenged by this that is that's, incre- a, win. that's a win and I think for us like Please, like, if that is what's happening to you when you listen to us or if you're like, man, when you said that, like, that is something that I also believe in but I didn't have the words for, we want to hear that. The point of this isn't just so we can preach at people. That's definitely not what this is. Yeah. This is a back-and-forth conversation between Leandra and I and between the people that are listening because the more that we create kind of, like, this, this space and we have ideas that we want to include, like, even audio clips of what you guys have to say – into here so we want to like play those things I'm be like oh shoot like we didn't even think of it that way yeah. but you're right or you know oh shoot we didn't even think of it that way let's talk about more what that means for us like to me like that is such a success that people feel safe enough to even like have that level of engagement with us and if we can get to that place in regards to this audience and and the people that are out there even if it's just my mom you know what I mean like huge win huge win huge win for us yeah, yeah. what would you say
1: I think the biggest win would be for me when people start sending me gifts.
0: (laughs) We like coffee, wine, and beer. Beer. She likes beer. (laughs) I don't like beer, but you know.
1: No, I'm totally kidding. But anyways, I think a big win, I think exactly what you said. I remember when we had our home team meeting and Mm -hmm. one of them asked, like, in five years, when you look back at this, when you look at all the hours and the time and energy you've put into this community what would you define as a win? And like, it took me a second to think about that because it is like, it is a lot of time. It is a lot of commitment and a lot of energy. But it's exactly what you said. If one person's life is impacted yeah. by something that we said or something that someone else on the podcast said, like if one person, their life is impacted by it, that is a huge win. It's the little things. It's like just creating that space for people and like, because we didn't have that. Mm -hmm. And so if this space is a place for someone to heal, that's a win. Yeah. You know, it's those small little things.
0: Great. I love it. And just to kind of give you guys a little bit of a teaser as to what we're looking forward to and the topics that we're planning on talking about, we're going to share a couple that we're each excited about. My top one, and we've mentioned it so many times here already, is just purity culture slash the sex talk your mom never had with you. If you are anything like us and you were a part of the purity culture movement, you know already the damaging effects that that's had on your sex life and your own owning your own sexuality. That journey for me has been very personal as it is for everybody, but it is one that I feel like I'm finally at a place where I feel comfortable with even sharing to a bunch of strangers, but in in an authentic and true way and dismantling a lot of what the church has said about sex and about purity. And so we're going to bring somebody on for that. And we're going to talk about our own journeys. And so that's one that I'm super, super stoked about. The second one that I'm really excited about is woman in leadership and the church I was in church for 10 years, as I've mentioned. And in those 10 years, I saw women in leadership in different ways in different formats and different avenues. But it all still kind of looked the same. Mm-hmm. Very rarely do you see a female senior pastor. And when you do, is she a woman of color? And so those are things that I'm really excited to delve deeper into, share my own experiences and also perhaps have, you know, a female pastor who's leading a church in this space as well to kind of give her take and her view on the patriarchal structure that the church supports.
1: And the two that I'm most excited about, the first one is we're gonna be talking about like taking ownership of our own bodies Mm -hmm. and like what that looks like and what that means for us personally and in the spaces that we operate in, from just health and wellness to like the food that we eat and even just when it comes to purity culture as well of like not being ashamed of what you see when you look in the mirror, you know? And so I'm super pumped about that one. The next one that I'm super excited about, which is like, I just love it. We're talking about dating and (laughs) relationships. Yes. And basically, Marissa and I are both, like, end of our 20s, early 30s, and so dating in this season is a hell of a lot different than dating and getting married when you're 22. And so we're going to have conversations regarding that. No shame um, if you got married when you are yeah, 22. Yeah, no shame at all. But also and you're, like, just, in a healthy, thriving marriage. But don't tell people in their 30s how to date. Mm. I'm just going to say yeah, it. Yeah, say it. That's, like, one of my biggest pet peeves. Uh, <laughs> you, I almost said a name, but <laughs>
0: What if there's somebody out there with that name. That's <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, so
1: I'm really excited about that. We're gonna have people on that are like in similar seasons as us, that are just like dating and figuring out what that means in our lives and uh, all the things. And so I'm really pumped about that. Yeah. That's if like, you got
0: like a super attractive like brother or something that you want to like tell me about. Yeah, tell Marissa about it. <laughs> <laughs> i like to see a photo for it. I'm just kidding minimum height minimum height uh, five nine i would i was gonna go five, 10. Oh. well i'm i'm like the i'm right in the five i'm like five eight five nine so yeah. anyways that's a different episode
1: <laughs> let's do it now <laughs> no we're good we're good <laughs> yeah but those are just some of the conversations that we're excited about also go ahead and write in and like comment like what do you want to hear about yeah this is a community thing we keep saying that but it's so important that you know that listening, that like, this isn't just our voices. Yeah. The table's not for us only. And so if there's a topic that you're just like, listen, people need to talk about this. Please message us because we want to know. We want to know. All right, friends. Well, this brings us to the end of our episode. And as we shared last week, we're always going to ask our guests and each other two questions. So the first one, Marissa, I asked you whose existence is
0: impacting your life? It's a great question. And I'm gonna keep this one kind of on a personal level. I've been thinking a lot of family recently and there's a few family members that I've just been like thinking of. And one of them is my cousin who I spent all day with on Saturday. Um, I won't name her on here for privacy reasons. (laughs) I think she might kill me if I like call her out. But she is just, like, the embodiment of bravery to me in the midst of, like, such a crazy storm. And I think as cheesy as that, you know, freaking sounds, like, I think it's so Christian-y sometimes to be like, well, you know, God is in the storm and wait for the storm to pass. And then, like, I get that on so many levels, but also, like, the way that she's just been able to really take care of herself and her kids and ask herself some really tough questions has been such a privilege for me just to even like hear and sit with her. And I think when we, I think one of the things that church taught me was like being in somebody else's pain um, and not just bypassing it with like a, you know, well, oh, it'll get better, like whatever, like sitting with somebody's pain, like really takes like a lot of strength to even like manifest and to do. Um, and so just like the privilege that it is to like sit with other people while they're grieving and while they're processing has been truly an honor for me, but also something that I realize takes a lot of just deeper commitment and understanding of self. Um, so yeah, I mean, so her existence has impacted me because it's like, man, like if I were ever in a situation where I felt like I had to choose or where I was truly unsure, I would really want to surround myself with people who understood me and got me. And so she's just being super brave by putting herself out there, but also reminding me that like sitting, it is a privilege to sit with other people as in their process and trying to do better at that.
1: Yeah, that what would so you great. say
0: is that for you? So I would say the person that who
1: is most impacted in our life right now, and I feel like it's very appropriate because it's actually her birthday, is my older sister. Her birthday is this week. We actually got to sponsor her on the view from her on our Instagram at the very beginning of it. Her name is Nisa, but she is an aspiring midwife and she's a doula and a childbirth educator. And she does some amazing work when it comes to helping fight black mortality during birth. And so, yeah, I think that her existence right now is just, she's just so great. And she's doing what she's wanted to do and what she's has of doing. And she's like making it all reality. She's in midwifery school. To be a midwife and
0: it's pretty cool. I would definitely say her. Awesome, Anissa is the best. We love her here. It's pretty great. I'm very excited because this week we're going to get margaritas
1: for her birthday and wait, when were we supposed to do that? You know, we'll talk about that.
0: Later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that offline.
1: <laughs> yeah, guys. And the second question would be, how are you showing up in the world today, Marissa?
0: Oh, man, today or this week in general, I am going to I know it's capitalistic to say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway, so you can at me later in the chat, but it's like the classic work hard to play hard, and so I'm just trying to get everything done before for work before I can freaking just chill and not think about anything for a solid five days. Mm-hmm. and I took the rest of the week off of work too because I was like, "You know what, y'all can survive without me?" But also, I will check my emails if you absolutely need to. <laughs> I have no boundaries. <laughs> Work is life, hashtag. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like it's it's going to be great. I just, like, I really want to chill. I want to chill. I want to enjoy. And knowing the three of us, whenever we get together, there will definitely play. There will also be a lot of emotions. <laughs> other emotions. <laughs> We're going to fight at some point. We're all gonna fight with each other, but it's gonna be so fun and we're gonna get through it. And this will be our five years of going on vacation together, oh which I think God. is crazy. This is That's our like five six. year anniversary. We're five. Aww. You're two. It's <laughs> the longest relationship I've ever been in. <laughs> yes. High five. High five. What about you, Leandra?
1: So I've actually had the opportunity this week to speak at my church to do the sermon and lead communion and so I think that is the way that I'm choosing to show up I was writing my sermon I get to talk about rest this week and boundaries and healthy boundaries and how we need them to rest and so I'm just super excited to put that out there for my church and for my community here in San Diego to
0: hear about love it wait what are you speaking <laughs> on I literally
1: just said rest
0: <laughs> oh rest you guys want to sit I'm this and listen to me? No, I just I like <laughs> <right>. Never mind. <laughs> this is my life. So yeah, I'm a terrible listener, guys. Yeah, but <laughs> anyone, anyone who knows me knows that.
1: Yeah, it's not too far from the truth. Uh, <laughs> well, we find ourselves once again at the end of another amazing and fun podcast, and we hope that you guys know like what the view from her is who we are, what's our purpose here on this earth, and the, the women that we are wanting to come alongside us. But yeah, we're super excited and we hope that you guys are too. We could not make this podcast possible without a few special people. First one want person we want to thank,
0: Nick Mallory. Mallory. <laughs> I said that as a joke. <laughs> He's laughing. Yeah, he's our A V guy. He's our, listening. He's our photographer. He's on the other side of this wall. And he's also our bartender. Take me to the bartender. Okay, we'll cut that part out. Uh, <laughs>
1: no, that's great. We're
0: definitely leaving that. <laughs> and Anthony bivins who is our friend, mentor, household DJ. Household DJ who uh composed music that you're about to listen to right now. And as always, don't forget to share if you liked what you heard. Like us on Instagram at the fee from her underscore and subscribe and rate this podcast and we'll see you guys next week.